Hey there, this is Matt. And Sam. And this is Peace Love Grapefruit. The podcast that has nothing to do with grapefruit. Before we start this episode, we're going to bring you over to a commercial. That way, you can listen to the rest of the episode with no commercial interruptions. Thanks for listening. Hi, Sam. How's it going? It's, uh, it's going. It's just <laughs> one of those days. <laughs> just, uh, just another Tuesday. Yep, just another fun Tuesday. Turkey Tuesday before Turkey, Turkey Thursday. Tuesday. Sam, it's like your countdown to to 33. Oh, sorry, I just said your age. That's fine. On air. I don't know. I figured you don't care. 33, so hey. <laughs> um, yeah, we only have a couple more days where this thing... Right, exactly, exactly. And we only have a couple more days to be the same age. I know. How fun is that? Mm-hmm. So fun. So fun. Oh, hey, grapefruits. Hey, grapefruits. I guess you're here, too. How's Crash it hanging? Party. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Today, I put together a couch, a sofa bed, by myself, mostly. Nick did bring the box up two flights of stairs into the attic and helped me like take it out. Um, I actually didn't do any of the lifting of it at all. Uh, Cause I'm like this big and it, you're super tiny. I just, I can't do it. Um, strong I, though. Strong. I am strong. I'm, I am strong, but um, you know, it's, if it weighs more than I do, then I can't really help too much. It's hard. hard. Fortunately, humans are not built like ants. We can't carry double no. our size. Yeah. I can do that trick, though, where I can, like, put somebody on my back like a backpack. Mm-hmm. I've probably done it to you in college. Like, you, like, take, you, like, go back to back with somebody, and then you, like, take yep. their arms and, like, pull them. That I can do. But, you know. Oh, I always say, I think I was a mule in a past life. Because if it's on my back, like, I can't. I can't sense it. Like if I go on a family trip and Disney or whatever, we're carrying a bunch of stuff. I'm like, just give it to me. And I'll have it all on my back. And I'm like, I can't even, it doesn't even weigh me down. It doesn't even bother you. Yeah. I don't know. Strong um, like bull. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm also like really good at putting together furniture. I am really good with an Allen wrench, Allen key, whatever. They are the worst tool ever invented. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, you can never spin it all the way around without hitting part of yep. the furniture that you're putting together. It makes no sense. Make it the same as a screwdriver so you can just do this. like Exactly. Upright. Why make it so that no matter what way you put it in, you have a piece sticking out? I'm sure someone has done that. Or if not, you should. You should. The other thing that annoys me is when the thing strips. Yeah. If you're like screwing it too much and then like you can't use it. No, why not? And then your hand smells like metal. Yep. Yeah, my hands will be sore tomorrow from screwing all of the things. Um, yeah. I also have tiny, like, I'm small, so, like, I can fit into, like, little crevices and places to, like, screw right. the things in, so it's fine. But um, Nick also doesn't like reading directions, and he just, like, wants to visually put it together that way, and I am just mm-hmm. much more patient with doing that kind of stuff. So I, I was just like, all right, you can go back downstairs. I'll put it together, and when I need your help, I'll tell you to come back. Right. That's yeah. I don't think you can do that with furniture. 
Like if you're gonna be sitting on it, I think you need to like make sure it's sound. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, he's really good at at that. He's just he's good at making sure that it's sound, and like he makes sure he's very methodical and like making sure there's no like one screw left behind and things like right. that. But he doesn't ever like rush his way through something. But I don't think he has any patience for like. Got it. He gets very frustrated very easily. Sure. Whereas I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll just sit here and keep figuring it out. Mm-hmm. That'll be fine. But exactly. the thing that I put together today did not have any directions. It just had pictures. And that's it's just the a picture. <laughs> it's one page. It's pictures. And you have to, and then it's like, you know, the picture has like a bubble and then it's zoomed in to that one part. I put the wrong part on, there's like, you know, on a sofa, there's the right side and the left side of like sure. the armrests. But they're not labeled, and they both are cut exactly the same. So mm-hmm. so stupid. And then like another part that has to, this cross beam part inside that you have to put together with no instructions that you have to basically make sure that those pieces click in before any other piece can fit together. Sure. So what I decided to do was skip to the last step, which was to put the legs on, mm-hmm. and then put the arms on, and then sit on the couch gently and lock them into place by bouncing. Oh, that was smart. That's a good idea. I used uh, my my extreme body weight to put the couch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You and Lucy just hopped Me up and, and down. Yeah. Well, what was really scary, what I'll tell you in the grapefruits, is that we were done putting the couch together and Nick was up there helping. And all of a sudden, we like stood the couch up onto its legs and it was put together and we were about to slide it into place and I sat down on the couch and all of a sudden Lucy came running out from under it and Nick was like did we put it on top of her somehow but she fit under there like she fits yeah I was gonna say I saw the couch I'm sure she was fine but that's still scary well she would have definitely like made some sort of noise right she would have made a noise okay like um hello I'm here yeah humans so now that you have this couch up in your attic, mm-hmm. I think officially, aside from your bathrooms, like you officially have a couch in each room of your house. Yeah, I do. Uh, no, the spare bedroom does not have a couch in it. Okay, my favorite was when you texted me all the areas of your house that had it today. And you were like, my favorite was like, and I accidentally have one that's a bed on my porch. And I was like, accidentally? <laughs> so accidentally because Amanda and Ryan just drove it to my house and put it there. <laughs> Just, your family just dumps stuff at your house. Yeah, all the time. You're like the waste station. Great. Mm-hmm. You're like the room of requirement when it's like a mess and it's got all this stuff in it. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they do usually ask first, and that's good. Usually, what it is is my sister will call me and she'll say, "You have five minutes to decide." She doesn't even say, "I have five minutes." I just know in my head I have five minutes. She'll say, "Do you want this?" And if I say no or take longer than five minutes to decide, she says, okay, I'm throwing it out. And then I'm like, well, why should you throw it out? I could probably find somewhere to put it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But the couch that's in my um, front porch, she just, yeah, she's like, I'm, we're coming over and dropping off the couch. And I was like, well, where do you think I should put it? She's really good at decorating. So I was like, where do you think I should put it? In the attic? Mm-hmm. where else should I put it and she's like no I think it'll look great on your front porch and I'm like well I didn't Perfect. even measure 
I don't even know if it'll fit on that wall. It fit perfect. Yeah. If you look at that space, it's literally wall to wall, like perfect fits. If it was nice. a quarter of an inch bigger on either side, it wouldn't fit. I will say I'm pretty good at eyeing things. I usually don't measure things. I'm really bad at, I'm not bad at measuring. I know how to measure. Um, yeah, but like usually if I just want to do like a quick job, I am pretty good at like, especially if I'm moving something from one wall to another, I'm usually good at like just doing like the hand method and be like, no, actually it's going to fit. And I can usually tell, especially yeah. if I'm like out and be like, I like this piece of furniture. Or I like this thing. I know exactly where it's going to go. I know it's going to fit. I'm usually pretty good with that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not good at measuring and I always second guess myself and it's usually, I can, I can read a tape measure. I can read sure. what it says, but I just don't. I know numbers. I know numbers. I just don't, uh, if I had to like cut wood or something like that, or eyeball something like, oh, that piece of furniture, I have to measure it a couple times before knowing yeah. for sure. I think that's just, just me second guessing myself more than anything else. Yeah. Though. Well, I was that way in college on like stagecraft and stuff, because if I knew someone was walking on the set I was building, I was like, well, I don't want them to die, especially because usually me walking on the set, I don't yeah. want to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yes. And that was one thing that Mike Lonsberry, hi, Mike Lonsberry, if you're watching hey. or listening, hey, congrats on getting married and a new dog. Um, yeah. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. Um, what I wanted to say was that uh, he would always be like, yeah, you got to measure that again. <laughs> and then I I would then always second guess myself because I'd be like it's not it's just not going to be right. Like it's because I would go close enough. Mm -hmm. Like an eighth of an inch and a quarter of an inch are two different mm -hmm. things, you know? Yes. yes. And they matter when you're screwing them into a big set where you're Yes. it matters. Yeah. You know? So I'd be like let me just I'll climb up the really tall ladder and hang the lights. I'll do that. Right. Oh, yeah. I was always like, I'll climb up the ladder. I will screw things in. I will pick things up. I will move things wherever they I'll, need to be. Yeah. I'll paint the stuff. I don't care. Right. Whatever. Do all of that. Just mm -hmm. don't have me cut the wood. Yeah. I'm even worse at cutting paper or like cutting fabric because I'm left-handed. And I feel like it just always like goes off to the side. It's yeah. never straight. Well, when people know, like, I used to teach, and then they see me cut stuff, they're like, you have to be good, because they assume teachers are great at it. And I was like, no, I was not that teacher who had, like, these beautiful bulletin boards. I remember once I made a bulletin board that was, like, I had this brainstorm of an idea, brain blast, and I was like, I'm going to make a ship out of construction paper, and it's going to be, like, something about dreams or like sailing into your dreams or like something that had to do with writing. It was really creative. I was super pumped about it, but because I was so proud of it, I didn't change it at all. So all I did was for every season, I added things to it. So there yeah. was like snow at one point, there was leaves, but it was the same thing throughout the whole year. And I think I even had it this, the following year too. Cause I was like, whatever, <laughs> like I can't do this again. It's here already. It lives here. <laughs> right. Fine. Right. I had one bulletin board. I was like, I got to fill this. And the kids aren't even looking at it. I had middle school boys. I was like, they don't care. Don't. I just got to make sure that they pass this, these grades. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's all that matters. Mm -hmm. It's all that matters. Um, yeah. Yep. I am really blessed. I have to say that Nick is extremely, extremely good at wrapping gifts because I am God awful at wrapping no. gifts. Like, no. My present, whenever it, I'm good at wrapping square things, but I can't Me wrap too. 
not a square. I'm really good at wrapping books and mm -hmm. yeah, rectangles. Because when I worked in a bookstore and I worked like the Christmas shift, it was nuts. Like people had to be in and out. So like I'm good at wrapping books really fast. But yeah, you give me anything that's like a circle or anything that's kind of squinchy or squishy, no, get out of here. It's yes. just going to be a ball of wrapping paper taped haphazardly everywhere. That's what I do. And I also sometimes bunch up the sides and then <laughs> tie ribbon around it. Take the candy. Then, so it looks like a like a pop a surprise popper thing. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? They're going to open it in four seconds anyway. That's what I always say. Gift bags and tissue paper are my best friend. Um, so much easier. I do it all the time. Yep. And QVC, actually, grapefruits, if you want to know, just because. They sell um, these really cool, they're like, they're Garbage like the material. <laughs> yeah, basically. They're like, <laughs> the material is like a balloon, like, that you can, infl those, they're not latex. They're like mylar balloons. Like, you know, the ones that oh, are like. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. The shiny. Shiny ones. Yeah. Yes. The ones like, like, it's the boy. Yeah. Right. So they have like, they're like sacks. So you can like cinch them on either side with ribbons and they come in like 45 different sizes and you can order them. That's cool. Oh, it's like when you go to like, like a liquor store and they have that like foil paper that they put around it and they tie with like the big ribbon. It's kind of yep. like that. Kind of like that. Cool. Except they have ones like big enough to fit. Like. Anything. Like. Yep. And they have like cool. different cute thing like one has a snowman one has a snowflake one has whatever that's cute i got all my wrapping paper at home goods shout out tjx group if you want to sponsor us we're looking for sponsors we love it i, I love home goods i give you a lot of my money all three of you companies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so did i tell you that like by me in the next town over within like not even a mile radius there is a a Marshalls, a TJ Maxx, a Home Goods, and a Home Sense. That's amazing. It's very dangerous. So when I first moved into my apartment, that's where I went. I went everywhere. I hit the whole circuit. It's that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Good. It's what you want in life is to have all of those stores near you. I have all of them near me too, and it's a problem, but mm -hmm. don't care. It's fun. It's fun to just go and look at stuff. Mm -hmm. So it is. I like it. Um. So. I don't know how I didn't start the episode off with this. And yes. also... Why aren't, why aren't they here? Talk to the grapefruits because I left them downstairs. Okay. I gotta actually really go get them. So hold on. And also, I apologize for my vacuum cleaner and clothing that's on the chair behind me. But right. deal with it. Well, I'm going to keep a surprise grapefruits as to what Sam is going to go get. For those of you watching, you see what's happening. Right now, it's just me on the screen. I don't know. What should I talk about? Um, I guess I talk about my Thanksgiving. I am isolating this year because in case you didn't know, there's a pandemic going on. Um, so I'm not going down to New York to visit my family for Thanksgiving, which is sad, but it's okay. Um, but I am excited because I got myself a vegan roast by uh, Newfields, Field Roast, Field Roast. They're a great company. They make awesome vegan substitutes. So I got that. I planned out my my menu today. I'm gonna make peas and carrots and peas and corn, some Brussels sprouts, some broccoli, shrooms, which would be great. Um, and then I realized today it was like I don't even have to. I'm just telling them my Thanksgiving meal. 
I have I don't even have to wait. I can just make my Thanksgiving meal as soon as I get up that day. So there you go. I just told him what I'm making for Thanksgiving. Oh, good. Well, I guess I'll listen to it while I'm editing later. Yeah. And do yeah. it well. I'm not telling you. Don't tell them grape. Don't tell her grapefruits. <laughs> don't tell me. It's our secret. Oh. For like a couple hours. And then mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, more importantly, stop the presses. Sam, what happened this past week? Well, most of us, if you follow us on social media, you already know that the other day I went to the dentist and I came Before back. Before the pandemic. <laughs> yep. I was really, really, really upset that I had to go back to the dentist to get my crown put on. And I was happy that they didn't have to numb me, but like it was whatever, oh, this whole ordeal. I got back to my house. There was a box and I thought, hmm. What is in this box? It must be for Matt because Matt said he was sending me some stuff for my birthday. And I texted him and I was like, did you send me something? And he's like, no, not yet. Didn't come yet. And lo and behold, it was my stoggles. And I was so excited. They're beautiful. They came in this nice little stoggles carrying case. And... They're beautiful. They're lilac. I will say that, like, I know I was a doubter originally when you showed me the Indiegogo page, but actually seeing them in person on a live face, they're actually, they are really cool and stylish and cute. So there you go. She's got her stoggles. I'm so, you have no idea. You do have an idea, but I'm, like, so freaking excited about (laughs) Like, they're really, really comfortable, too, grapefruits. Like, I can't even make this up. And I don't wear glasses. So for me, when I went, I field tested them in um, Christmas tree shop when I went with my mom, like, last week. And, or a couple days ago, whenever these, whenever they came. And I was walking around and I had the mask. They didn't fog up at all. I could still see out of my peripheral vision and whatever. And anytime that I went to go touch my eye or, like, felt like I needed to readjust my mask. They have like shields because they're goggles, you know? Right. And around and on top. So that's pretty cool. Um, They're stylish goggles. They are stylish goggles. Goggles. Safety goggles also, which is nice. And then an even cooler thing happened. Stoggles actually commented on my video, my reaction video, and they were like, hey, we love your reaction video. It was probably one of the be- best reactions we've had to brag talking about Stoggles. You should have been like, well, I am an actress. So. Oh, I should have said that. But And then they asked if they could put um, a reaction on their ad campaign and stuff like that, which is cool. Um, and then they said that we could just like talk to you grapefruits about Stoggles. So, I mean, they're they're not sponsoring us, but they're not not sponsoring us. I mean, but they know about us. They know about us. They know about peace, love, grapefruit. Right. We are on the Stoggles radar. And also, you know, three other people that ordered them after you got them. Like 20 minutes after I texted my friends and uh, Courtney, Caitlin, and Joanna, and all three of them ordered Stoggles immediately. Joanna even ordered two pairs one for her husband and one for her. And they're just great. They're really good. I haven't looked into it. Did I tell you I looked into it? No. Okay, so they are they are prescription ready, but I don't think Stoggles themselves can put the prescription in. So I would have to get them and bring them to an eye doctor. 
So uh, I might, I'm yeah. still contemplating doing that. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I can put them over my glasses. My it's mom? It's like I'm in a 3D film. My mom actually took them when I, she, I went over there and she like took them out of my hand and she put them, she just didn't look at them. She just took them and put them right over her glasses. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, don't break them because I'll kill mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, I also thought that I accidentally lost the soggles. I had a panic attack driving to my parents' house because yep. I put Lucy in the car. I put my bag in the car. I put my stoggles in the car. I know. Was it dri- was was driving? I Where was there. I know. Well, I wasn't there. I wasn't there in the car. But Sam was safely Siri texting me. She was voice texting me. She was not texting and driving. She was voice messaging me. Mm-hmm. And I I got the whole ordeal. I actually don't think I was able to respond in time, so I saw the full thing of when you thought you lost them and then when you found them. Yep, they were under my seat. Um, Lucy likes to jump back and forth from my seat to the passenger side. Yes, I secure my dog in a hut thing, but I leave it open while I'm driving sometimes if it's like traffic-y or whatever and she cries and she wants to get out. She's really good in the car. Um, but then yes, I can like stick her back in and like zip it up and then she's secure. Um, and I don't ever like leave her just loose when I'm driving by myself and, you know, cause you could slam on your brakes or something and then yeah. poor Lucy. She's a little peanut. She is. She is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm so excited that you have your stoggles now. I am thrilled that I have my stoggles and I am even thinking potentially about ordering them in a different color because why not? Why not? Why not? Maybe they'll come out with like some Christmas colors, like dark red or like a pattern or something. Ooh, like a yeah, like a crimson or like even like a like a green, like a dark green. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I've tried green glasses and it just doesn't work doesn't for my face. Yeah. No, I've always wanted like just like a a color pair of glasses, but it just I feel like I haven't found the right pair that matches. Because I think most of my wardrobe it would work with it, but yeah, you could definitely pull it off. I don't know. No, no, we'll see. Just gotta get There's used. There's always to it. tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. Yep. When in Rome. Well, I mean, like when you're sitting at home during a pandemic, what else to do? Then buy, buy eyeglasses. Buy yeah, buy stoggles. Okay. Buy Doctor Squatch. You know, whatever. Squatch. Doctor Squatch. So thirsty. <laughs> Dr. Squatch uh, sends Matt and I at least a bajillion emails every day. Um, yep. At least one. There's at least one. There's at least I one. I do one every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well. Fine. Um, they are... I, we're already customers. We already like you. <laughs> yeah. I already like your soap. Leave me alone. Yep. But I don't want to unsubscribe from their emails because I want to know the new things. So... Mm-hmm. I'll see. I, I, uns- I unsubscribed, so I'll be interested to see what, what happens. What will happen is that I'll just tell you when there's a new soap. <laughs> True. Thank you. I appreciate that. For science. How many things I take for the team. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Matt, I want to tell you real quick about this story because I don't want to forget to tell it because um, we didn't write it down in the script. So... Before yes. we podcasting, my mom calls me and she's like, Samantha, guess what? 
what mom? She's like, your uncle just called. And apparently he was at Noni and Grandpa's house. And apparently somebody accidentally mailed them crabs. <laughs> I was like, okay, what are you talking about? So mm-hmm. apparently somebody tried to send holiday Maryland crabs to their family somewhere in New Jersey. And it ended up at my grandparents' house by accident. Great. So my grandparents being 87 almost and 93 um, were like, John, who sent his crabs <laughs> to my uncle? And my uncle. Oh, would be a fly on the wall in that house when that happened? Yeah. yeah. And so, absolutely. And so my uncle was like, well, I could keep a couple of them. So he called the company first off and because it had like a, a nice holiday message from like one family to another family that is not my family at all. And he called and was like, hey, you, your, you company, you send us crabs. We don't need crabs. Anyway, I digress. The company was like, you can keep them because we're not, they'll be bad by the time we ship them back. So just enjoy them. Right. So my uncle was like, I can keep a couple of them. But apparently they're like four dozen crabs. So I don't So you're having them. crabs for Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> So I don't know who needs that many crabs, but they have the Old Bay seasoning on them, and I hate Old Bay seasoning, one. So my mom was calling me to ask if I wanted any crabs, and if Nick wanted crabs, and, you know, because Nick is, like, a huge foodie and likes to cook things, but she's like, they're not cleaned, they still have all the guts and stuff in them, so you have to, and they're covered in Old Bay seasoning, so she's like, you'd have to clean them and... You know, but there's two dozen crabs up for grabs, basically. And I was like, I don't want them. Thanks. Wait, why were they covered already with the seasoning? I don't know. They were sent from me. If you're going to clean them, I, I don't know. I don't know I how. Don't, I don't eat Baltimore. crabs, so I don't know. Hey, Baltimore. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marilyn, what are you doing with your crabs? Hey, Figure it out. Crabs. <laughs> clean them first. All right. Well, so then where are these crabs going? Are they still alive? No, they're not alive. I don't think so, but maybe. Imagine they just like, that's terrible. They're lobster, they're alive. Well, I know, but would you cover them with the seasoning first? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe maybe they cover them and then when you put them in the pot, they get... I guess so. I guess so. I guess that's how it works. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I hate old bees. Sell them. You should sell them on the side of the road. On the black crab market. Yeah. Here you, here you. Come get your crabs. Come get your Baltimore crabs. I'll dress <laughs> like from hairspray. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, that's a great story, and I am excited to see where the where the saga continues for well, the I mean, extended Jelnaw family. It's not gonna it's not going to go anywhere because my uncle's keeping some of the crabs and cooking them for, for my grandparents, not for Thanksgiving. Just to Are your parents of... taking some crabs? No, my mom doesn't want them. She also does not like old Bay seasoning. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you when... <laughs> and now, now Dead. that company, now that company has to expedite some holiday crabs to the family they were supposed to go to. Nice. Yeah, I wonder like where that family is. It must be close to your grandparents, I'm assuming. I guess. 
I could just picture my my little like nanny walking up and opening the door and be like, John, there's crabs. Yes, <laughs> yep exactly yep just like that well it's funny oh. too because she always yells john no matter what even john is my uncle right even if he's not there like he doesn't live there this is just like john she just assumes like he'll know what he'll know what to do <laughs> exactly she just assumes that he'll hear it wherever he is yeah. no matter what well my uncle's also a chef and he also cooks for them a lot and stuff like that. So maybe she assumes if it's a weird food item sent to the house. Must be. Right. If she gets crabs at the house, I mean, obviously, John's going to take care of it. Must be him. He must have done it. Man. We should get your uncle on the podcast to see how he, what he does with the crabs. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's exciting. He should yeah. just do a giant crab boil. And just hand them out to people as they pass. Yep. Here, take some crab. Yep. I just wait for Christmas Eve since the fish thing is already a thing. He'll be like, I got these right. crabs. Right. Right. I've had them for over a month, but here, they're still good. Yeah. Well, if you freeze them, I think they're fine. <laughs> That's true. Um, speaking of crabs, or speaking of, like, insects, um, this is a quick note, but I realized that today I was cleaning my apartment during lunch a little bit, and I was like, hmm. I've been in this apartment for a while now, for at least three months, and I have yet to see any insects. No bugs, no spiders. Is that weird? It's very weird. Unless they're hiding, but, like, I have, I don't have, like, a lot of corners in here. So, like, I would have seen them. Yeah. Um, I'm not complaining, but, like, I don't know. no bugs. No bugs at all. Now that you Unless said it. track them in. I know. Literally, as I'm sitting here, like a bunch just crawl down. Did I ever tell you about the time I was in the Tempest and a spider crawled on my head? No. Okay. Really quick. It was up here. I was doing a production of the Tempest in Marblehead, Massachusetts. And I was playing Stefano. So I was one of the clown characters. I was the butler. And the opening of the show is the actual Tempest. And we're all on the ship. And one night, the director was like, in rehearsal, he was like, all right, all of you, except you three people, when, when you hear this peal of thunder, this sound effect, you need to lead the stage. I don't care where you go. Just, I want you to play around with it, figure out a way to lead the stage. I don't want to see you. So I, in the hubbub, was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to hide in the lighting booth underneath. There's like a little closet. I'm like, I'm going to hide. It's going to be great. So I did that. And of course, like, I realized very quickly when I was in there, I was like, okay, I have like literally 40 minutes until I appear because there's a bunch of monologues, there's a bunch of scenes, and I'm just sitting here. But I'm like, this is awesome. I'm, I'm a, you know, a stickler for my craft. I'm like, I'm going to hold this. This is going to be comedic gold. And I loved it. And it was like the director loved it because I fell out of the closet because I entered drunkenly singing. So I fell out of the closet. So he was like, great, you got to keep it. So that's from then on, I kept it. Well, one night I'm in there and you know, like when you feel things like if you're sitting for a while, your body kind of settles and like your hair settles and like things, you just feel things on your body, whatever twitches or whatever. That's why I thought it was. I felt that on the top of my head. It was like, oh, it's just like hair settling or whatever. And then I start feeling something crawling, like it gets go like the sensation is going down my face. And I was like, 
I don't think that is. So I go to lift up and it was like a giant spider. I think it was like a daddy long legs. And I just, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't react because there was an audience. It was like during a performance. So I literally just went and just flicked it away <laughs> and sat there for the rest of the time. But like, yeah. And then I told everyone backstage at intermission, they're like, what? I would have screamed. I would have ran out of there. Damn, damn the show. Who cares? I was like, no, I am committed to my craft. I am a professional, and this is how professionals behave. Um, yeah, I have a similar story, not with a spider, but um, in college, I guess because, you know, it's like always like, oh, Sam's so small, like blah, blah, blah. But literally, that came up a lot. Like, what can we put Sam in? Like, yep. she can fit inside of this set piece. She can fit inside of wherever. And I remember this one time, I think it was for Liz Estrada, um, <laughs> they tried to put me, it's behind like a rock thing. And I remember, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was like, I think it was Trent and Dylan were like, that scene, I, yes. I think that scene where they're, like, they're arguing or whatever. And I'm yep. like hiding behind something and I have to be like completely, completely still the entire time. Well, some way, somehow there was something itching me I don't know what it was whether it was like a feather or like you never know what was on that freaking floor right. in there <laughs> you don't know I don't know and I remember being like contorted in like this box oh because I was Pandora it was Pandora's box oh right <laughs> the box I played a different character also but that was a, another little bit part that I had in the show and they were like yeah we'll, we'll actually put you in a box because you'll fit in a box, <laughs> it's yeah, in this sure. box. and I'm like if I let this thing bother me and I sneeze or cough or anything, like it's going to make a noise and it's going to ruin the whole moment. And I ended up holding it and just like staying like that. And yeah, this same kind of thing, but it's just like the worst when you're in that situation and you know that there's an audience and you know that right. you can't move. Right. So couple, you can't sorry. focus on anything else. No, you can't. You can't. That's all you focus on. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I was in Romeo and Juliet, and for some reason, me as like a well, actually, it was a long time ago. I think I was like 25, 26. Yikes, that was a long time ago. Whoa. Um, anyway, someone decided to cast me as Romeo, and I was like, well, I'm gonna do it because how many times am I gonna get to play? Like, like my my window to play Romeo was dwindling like quickly at that point. I was like, I'm 26. Like, I have a 5 o'clock shadow at 5 a.m. So, like, this is never going to happen. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, absolutely, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, so at the end, you know, I'm dead. Spoiler alert, I'm dead, Juliet's dead. And it's my friend Ariel, and she's, the way we died, I was on my back facing up, and my head facing up, and she was, like, propped over my stomach. So, like, it was great for her because she could do, you know, she could kind of get away with a lot more in terms of, like, you know, I don't know, like hiding her face because her hair was draped over, but like people could see my face. And if I moved, like she was going to move. So like I had to do that. Well, there was one night that we didn't cut much after the death, which was so dumb because it's like we we all know, everyone knows the story. Point. Everyone knows they're dead. Like we don't need to know, like just get to like for never there was there a story more woe than this of Julian and her Romeo. Like just get to that couplet and we're good to go. But we didn't cut anything. And for some reason, one night, everyone else in that scene, God love them, 
but they were taking forever. So we're just sitting there trying not to breathe. Finally have our breathing under control to be dead. And then the friar, go, he says his line, like, there lies, there lies Juliet. Or, like, no, there lies Romeo. And there lies Juliet, his faithful husband, instead of, like, his faithful wife. And my friend Ariel could not keep it together. And so she started laughing. Like, not laughing, but, you know, like, when you're trying to play dead, or, like, when you're trying not to laugh, and she's just, like, <laughs> she, like she, her body started shaking, which meant my body was shaking. And I'm trying not to smile, and I didn't have a beat because I had shaved for Romeo. So I'm literally trying not to smile. But, like, I'm sure at some, by the time the lights were going down, I'm sure we were just, like, laughing hysterically because could not keep it together. What, what else are you supposed to do? Like, I mean, it's just, that's that's so funny. But, yeah, I mean... There, there can only be so much expected <laughs> of actors to not, right. especially during live theater, because you can't, right. you just can't do obviously anything. The, right, and obviously the audience knows we're not actually dead, but it was just funny. And I was like, oh, just keep it together, just keep it together. In my head, I'm like, keep it together, Hold just it. keep swimming. Hold just... it, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Dead. A moon I'm gets... dead, I'm dead, I died, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I died. What does he say? That's from Finding Nemo. I think so. Doesn't Marlon say that? I'm dead, I'm dead, I died, I'm dead, I'm dead. Doesn't he say that? No. Whatever. I don't remember that line, but maybe he does. Moving it, on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, I... I watched that show you told me to watch, and I'm really on the fence about it <laughs> i don't know i told um, you it was so out there okay so nick loves that show i think you should leave on netflix yeah. with tim robinson and like yeah. a bunch of other people and i it took me nick loves the show so much that every single person this is before the pandemic every single person that would come over our house he'd be like you gotta sit down and watch an episode you got you'll love it you'll lo like one of those things and i'm like mm -hmm. It's not that good. It's not that funny. And now he quote him and Ryan quote it so often and so much that and him and his friend Steve quote it all the time. So I hear it all the time that now I actually mm -hmm. think it's funny. But the first three times I saw it, I was like, eh, I don't know. It's not that funny. So we watched this show that Matt told us. This time, not funny. The second time, not funny. The third time, not funny. The fourth time, bearable. <laughs> funny at least i know the jokes okay. so this show on netflix it's called go ahead matt tell them about it okay, so it's called auntie auntie donna's big old house of fun and so i went on a deep dive because i didn't know anything about auntie donna auntie donna is this trio of australian comedians these three guys and they're like a musical com comedy duo. Like they do a lot of song parodies and things like that. But this show is the, literally the three of them in a house. And it's like a sketch show. And so like from the get-go, like literally the opening scene is them just hitting a bunch of things where everything is a drum. And it makes zero sense. But yet there's some kind of weird through line. And I, I don't know if, again, if it's just because I've been watching Gilmore Girls for time and I just this was something so out of left field that I was like a refresh and that's why I found it was funny 
I was howling with laughter. And I, I don't know why, because if you look at some of the stuff, it's like, this shouldn't be funny. This is like stuff that like kids like do in their backyard where it's like, oh, you said that word funny. Let's do a whole thing about it. Like, but it was so funny. Yeah, I thought there were moments that were funny. And I also do agree with you. I think you have to be in a mood to watch something like that. Otherwise, it just doesn't hold up. Um, but I did think, I thought, we watched all the way up until the family feud thing. I think that was the end of the first. So we watched the whole first episode. And I asked Nick, I was like, so do you like it or not like it? And he was like, because I was ready to be like, we don't, we don't have to watch it again. It's fine. And he was like, no, no, like, I want to give it a chance. He's like, he's like, especially if Matt says it's good, like, we should just give it a little bit more. Because we are those people. We are the people that, that we'll give a couple episodes to somebody. Oh, I know. I also out. think, right, and I also think that, like, our humor is very similar. Yeah. But, like, I think I, I'd be interested to see if I watch it again. If I, I probably will find it funny again because I found it funny the first time. But I don't, it was just so wacky out there that I was like, I don't know what I'm watching right now. But I was cat. What I will say is that I thought it was funny that, one, they don't use other actors to be other characters. They just have themselves as a different character, but in the same scene, which is great. I love that. And I I like when they were doing the drum thing. It's like the first thing you see of them. And then they stop and they're serious. And they're like, wait, this doesn't, this doesn't make a drum noise. You <laughs> lied to me. I left my wife for this <laughs> because you told me that every drum. <laughs> My whole life is a lie, like one of those moments. And that was hilarious. I mean, I thought that was really, really funny. And we watched The Boys on Amazon Prime. And the main superhero guy who plays Homelander, he's in it. And he's the... Oh, is he the dog? Or like whatever? Oh, okay. I thought he looked familiar, but I was like, I don't watch The Boys. So I was like, I thought he looked familiar. So we thought that was funny. We were cracking up at that. But I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll report back. Maybe it'll get funnier. I I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, so if you like them being as the same actor, like, in the scene, mm-hmm. later on they use mannequins for okay. some reason. And it's, <laughs> it's very funny. It's also, like, I guess Ed Helms. Ed Helms is the producer, the executive producer, and I love Ed Helms. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I love, I love um, like, Andy Samberg and, like, the lonely mm-hmm. island boys and like the justin timberlake stuff that he does and random things like that and there were like three different mockumentaries that they did on hbo one about tennis one about the tour de france and like another one i forget what it was about i didn't watch the third one and they're so dumb like they're the dumbest things ever in the whole world but because i like them i'm all in like i right. just think it's funny even if it's stupid right. like, they literally yeah talk about fart jokes most of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. okay great we get it but but yeah yeah, well, yeah. give it a chance and if you if you don't find it funny then don't but like um and it's quick it's quick yeah. it's like they're like 20 minute episodes um only six episodes but um yeah so yeah. and then so yes yeah, so i'm watching i finished that i am I texted Sam earlier today after work because I was watching an episode of Gilmore Girls and I was like, there's seven seasons. I was like, I just feel like I feel like I started that last week rewatching it. And I was like, how did I get to season six already? 
Like I have no idea how that happened. Um, but I'm also using it as a way, <laughs> this is bad. I'm using it as a way to also read books because I have it playing in the background because I want to rewatch it. But it's like one of those things that I've seen it so many times that like, I don't even look to know like when an episode ends. Like I know I was like, cool. I'm on season five now. Cause yep. that was the season four finale. Like it's, it's yep. so, it's not bad. I'm not going to ap- apologize anymore for it, but um, I'm reading, I have it playing in the background, but I'm also reading my book while playing it and then i'll look up and like watch a certain scene because i love that scene or whatever um but it's i'm just essentially sitting in my living room reading a book with the tv on like i'm not even watching it but whatever you gotta do what makes you happy these days so um but i am having fun because i have decided to just watch the extras when i do watch the scenes because i like watching and trying to figure out what the extras are thinking about as they're doing what they're doing on screen. And I especially like in crowd scenes, watching an extra walk, clearly walk off camera just to turn back around and go back the other way. And be like, you, what you're going, you're, you were going to Weston's and now you're going to Luke's. It makes no sense. What are you doing? But you know, they have the motivation because they, they forgot they wanted to order a scone. And so they're like, Going back that way. The episode I was watching was when Rory, spoiler alert, but if you haven't watched Gilmore Girls at this point, get over it and get onto it. Um, Rory is at the Stanford Gazette and she's like leaving after Mitch Munzberger tells her like, you, you don't got it, kid. You're not going to cut it in this business. Packy tap shoes, go back to Stas Hollow. Yep. And she's like so upset. And there's a guy that walks behind her and he literally is walking. He's like, ah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> He's having a tough day. <laughs> and I was like, how many times did he have to do that? And how many times did he change the action but had the same motivation? Um, I played a nurse in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel um, in the season finale last season. And uh, <laughs> Amy Sher- funny enough, Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino, they wrote and direct. Um, did. It's well, another amazing show. Um, so there's your Gilmore Girls through line. Uh, and I got to meet them and they were like really cool. And they actually really like working with the extras and background and featured people and whoever. And they literally, um, there were a couple cockroaches that were running around on the floor. Ooh, fun. That sort of, sort of, uh, determined how people were walking around. <laughs> so like you, you're walking, right? And like, you have to make sure that you're not screaming or whatever, but sometimes you'd have to walk a different way because there's like something walking near you. Um, I, what I will say is, is that I was, my point of my story is, is that I was supposed to start right behind the camera and then walk through and no, okay. through the shot. And that sucks because the boom, the sound boom is right above the camera. They're like filming mm-hmm. The main one like the couple main actors and you have to walk through the shot and like get the hell out of there like get out of the way right but you also can't walk fast enough to make these like crazy authentic nurse shoes that they gave me <laughs> which were not they were not quiet shoes yeah and also i have tiny feet and they didn't have the right size so they were a little oh, big no. so i kept like having to like clonk through and you know, I didn't ruin, I hope I didn't ruin anything. I don't think it did. 
because they can edit that crap out. But every single I time. I saw the episode. I don't think you did. No. Every single time we did it, you'd go to the back and then there'd be like another production assistant being like, all right, so what's your motivation? Like some productions, they have fun with that. They're like, well, so what's your motivation here? Well, I think you're going to go over there and you're going to like fold some bed sheets. And then, you know, the patient in, in room number six, like they're really, they really want grape jello. They don't want, they don't want lime jello. You accidentally gave them lime jello. So that's why you're walking back across again. And like, you know, they have fun with it. Whereas other productions, it's like, whatever. If you're like looking on camera for a millisecond. You're starting like here and you got to end there. Figure it out. Figure it out and don't be late. And if you make too much noise, you're fired. <laughs> Bye. Um, so it's interesting. And I do also, because I've had those experiences, I do also really enjoy love. I love watching continuity shots mm. where I'm like, wait, how did that guy end up here when two seconds yep. ago, like he just morphed into, yep. Yep. <laughs> into there. Yep. Um, I love it. And I also love seeing like extras that are in other shows that I've seen, you know, or if they reuse extras Mm -hmm. in like featured roles in different parts. I'm like, wait a second, that can't be Jim. He was Bob two seconds ago. You're messing with the canon, but I love that stuff. Yep. Maybe they're twins. Maybe. 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 You never know. You never know. You don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So, yeah, Gilmore Girls. And then I, I snuck in Voices of Fire, which I told you about, which... You did. I, I am not a religious person. You've heard it here first. I am a spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person. Same. Um, but this is about Pharrell. Well, Pharrell's uncle, who is a bishop down south, and he is putting together this massive gospel choir just, you know, show the power of voices. And like, it is, it has to have to do with God and everything. But like, it, that's kind of not what the show is mostly about. But it was really interesting to watch. I found myself more interested in watching it than I anticipated. Because these people are just like jaw dropping. Like when you hear them sing, it's just yeah. their voices are incredible. So that was really cool. That was like a quick mini series kind of thing. Um, it was just cool. And they like did spotlights on some of the people and just hearing about like the past that they've had and how they came to singing or like how they're using their voices for good. It's, it's really, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. So I, I do recommend it. Yeah. It's inspiring when you watch something like that too. Cause you, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I just, I like watching stuff like that. It makes you feel like uplifted and like mm-hmm. inspired and, I don't know. I feel like that when I watch Queer Eye, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, yeah. changing people's lives and making yeah. them better and make, give, instilling them in, with a sense of confidence. And I think you and I, I wouldn't say that we're, we were ever self-conscious people. Like, I think we both had confidence going into college and, and whatnot. But in I would certain say, areas. In certain, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly but um but I think that doing theater and doing like the arts or or having like like being in a choir being a part of something like gives you that sense of confidence and community that you you know that I love watching that too like mm. oh like you know I'm sure in the voices of fire show I'm sure people talked about you know finding their calling and like yep. using their talent and like getting to 
be part of something bigger yeah. than themselves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's like, that was the, you nailed it. Like that was the through line. Um, and that was really cool. It's just cool to watch and just mm-hmm. listen to the music. And again, for like music that personally, like, no, I don't have a real connection to, but like I have a connection to the human story and like, that's what it was. So it was really cool. Um, and like then watching like Pharrell, right. This like super talented person come to see these people that are, are essentially nobodies. Like no one knows who they are. Now they do, but like no one knew who they were. And like him being for it and him crying, like, it's just people being moved to tears. There was this one woman who like, I can't even describe her voice. It was like, she was singing and yet she was somehow just like speaking. Like it wasn't, she wasn't speaking, but like so grounded and so strong that it was like, it was, she was like essentially giving like this speech, but she was singing. It was, I, it was nuts. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, it's on my list to check out. Um, Yeah. As a singer, I think you would like it. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I would. I just haven't gotten a chance to check it out yet, but um, that's really cool. Have you ever been a part of a church choir or chorus? I have. Yeah. So, um, so I was raised Catholic. Right. Um, yeah, I was in a choir from fourth grade until eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then I did sing a little bit in my high school year. I went to a Jesuit school um, and I sang a little bit there. Um, but then, yeah, I was in that our acapella group in, in college, the quintessentials um, mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And then I, I mean, I sing everywhere. So like I'm like in my own one man choir at all times. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for gigs like I can you know I, I can come sing outside your house yeah that might be a good idea maybe I'll sing for people yeah. it's a good quarantine way of like singing outside caroling is a great idea hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay I like Thank it you. you could we could just do some peace love grapefruit um holiday songs like like a candy gram but not like a singing telegram we but could but you get it like sent to you digitally. Yeah, we could do that. We could sing a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> you should sing an episode. We're going to do a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of grapefruit, the musical. The musical. Anyway, every great show, every great sitcom has a musical episode. Yep. So. All right. Someone All right. figure that out. Write it for us. Tell us what you want to hear. Get on it. Get Joanna, on it. get on it. Get on it. Oh my gosh. If Joanna wrote a musical, I, <laughs> Joanna's a fabulous writer. I, we took a lot of writing classes together in college, but I don't think she'd want to write a musical. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe, maybe she would. I'll ask her. Um, I'm asking her right now. Joanna, write a musical. Do I'm it. Telling you. Do it. You won't. Do it. You won't. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Um, what was I trying to say before? Oh, choirs, church choirs. Um, yeah, I was, I was also in choirs my whole life, all the time in school mostly. And I didn't join, obviously in college, I was in Manhattanville Sound and whatnot. Um, but when I was not in college, I missed being part of a choir. So I, I went back after college to, I don't think I've ever told you this. I, I don't know this at all. Family's church, which we're not very like church going, but whatever. Sure. I was raised Catholic, but like I'm definitely much same as you. Very, very spiritual, like 
maybe something's out there, maybe it's not, but like, I don't think that you should be condemned for not going to church every week, like things like that, you know. Um, anywho, I digress. I joined the church choir and they were like, yeah, of course, like, we'll take you. And I was like, oh, really? Like, do you have to audition? No, no, like, you're, you didn't do it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, it's probably like some young people too, right? Nope. 80 and older. Every single person <laughs> and me. It's <laughs> great. I wouldn't have it any other way. I did it for about a year and it was lovely hanging out with all of those ladies. Just like so much fun. And were they on pitch ever? No. Um, did they know what measure we were on ever? No. Did they care? No. Oh. They just were living their best lives. See, I, I struggle because... Now, I'm going to say this, but, like, there's a caveat. So, I can't read music. And the caveat is, I know I can tell where the measures are. You know, like, I, I can I can follow along. So, I just have a, a really strong ear for music. And so, I've always, I've been in tons of musicals. Like, I've always been fine. I can listen to something. I record it. I listen over and over, and I'm fine. Um and, like, if you play me the first note, I can generally follow along. I understand, you know, breath marks, like marks and things like that. But I can't tell you what the note is. And I couldn't look at a note and either be able to play it on a piano or just sing it. Same. So, so sometimes I do, like, I don't audition, you know, back when theater was a thing. I don't, um, I, I, I don't tend to audition for musicals often unless it's with a company that I know because they... Or I'm working with an accompanist that I know because they know that I can't, you know, I'm not as strong. I can't really read it. Yeah. Um, I wish I could. I'm sure I could probably sit down and learn. I just feel like at this point, it's too late. But uh, I love yeah. music. I love singing. And I love um, um, and I love being in musicals and stuff. But, like, sometimes yeah. not being able to read music. Like, I remember there's a bunch of times where, like, other people will be reading the music and I'll have my book closed and they're like, don't you need that? I was like, nope, it's just a lyric sheet at this point. I know the notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm everything that you just said is exactly the same for me. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was in choir growing up and we had to do sight singing, it was like the absolute worst for me because I, I wouldn't sight sing it. I would hear, I'd hear us go over it a couple of times. Yep learn it and then just spit it back out like I wouldn't yep. actually but if if I got it and we didn't rehearse it first I wouldn't be able to do it like I oh, wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't so no. but yeah if somebody plays the first note for me or I play a first note um then I can like kind of like get there um right. and I am very good at just hearing music like I can hear a song one time and then like it gets stuck in my head and then I mm -hmm. can sing it back it's no problem um so, yeah, I think that that's a lot of people are like that. There's even some actors on Broadway that don't read music. I mean, it happens. So you're so saying I, there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that I cannot dance. So <laughs> unless I'm no. a singing tree. I, I can move. I'm, an act right. I'm move. a mover. An actor I'm a mover. well. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, stick me in the back. Great. Like, I can learn this. I remember I was in a production of Anything Goes once, and they were low on guys, as per usual, and that's a huge tap show, and I can't tap, but I could move my body in the shape of everyone else, so I could just you know, yep. do this stuff, and if you put me in the back, no one's going to see my feet, 
And it's too loud with all the other tappers anyway. Yeah, no, that doesn't work for me because I'm small. So I end up up front and then just being like looking at my feet, like looking at everyone else. Where do I go? Though I will say that because I work at a dance studio and like I do their musical theater section of everything and theater and acting and whatever. My boss has forced me to be in the dance recital in the teacher's dance at least three times and Mm -hmm. wear the whole like costume and everything. And I... We, I would go to rehearsals with the other dance teachers and I'd be like, I am not a dancer. I'm the only mm-hmm. one who's not a dancer, like a trained right. dancer. And why do I have to do this? <laughs> like, I right. just, I, no matter what I do, I look worse than you guys. So like, yeah. <laughs> why, why? So yeah. finally I ended up being like, can I just be something else in the recital? I also... I also hate having to be in it at all because it should be about the kids only. True. But they do it so that the kids have, like, time to change backstage and blah, blah, blah. So now, ever since that, I'm not in the teacher's dance. I just run on at the end and, like, pose with them. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, the comedic relief throughout the show. So, like, I do the thing. And, like, I have, like, crazy costumes. Like, I was Mrs. Doubtfire last year and pied myself in the face. Like, sort of a lot of fun with that. Or, like, if they need, like, a crazy character to be in one of the dances with the kids, like, Mm -hmm. in, like, a mascot suit or something, that's Mm me. (laughs) I, I like, so, I like dancing. Um, Like, I love going to weddings and stuff and dancing. I love dancing. Choreographed dancing, I can get there. It just takes me a while. Like, I tell any choreographer I work with, like, it's going to be rough for a while. But, like, opening night, I will be spot on. And it takes me a while. I mean, I don't look as probably as graceful as any other people. But I I can do it eventually. I was in a production of Mamma Mia last summer. And, you know, it was part of the male ensemble. And so there's a lot of dancing. And I did the, we did the don't go wasting your emotion, like, flipper dance and we had to do that and there was a lot of like bell kicks and big kicks and stuff and i did that and proud to say that that male ensemble we won an award for that it was award winning (laughs) but the dance the dance the choreographer this amazing woman um she was like i'm gonna make you dance captain for some numbers it's like no do not do that luckily she changed her mind after a while not because it was terrible but because like there, there was like a younger kid that like actually is like a dancer and she was like i think it makes sense if like will does this whatever but i was like why why i'm not dance captain but it worked out i didn't kill anyone on stage i didn't knock anyone off the stage so it worked out but i was in a lot of dance numbers for that because again i was like one of seven guys other than the dads and sky so well that's the thing too is like you know we went to college and we have like a degree in dance theater like that's what the like major was you know like you had to do both obviously your concentration was in acting or in in dance or or musical theater or whatever but um we definitely had to take dance classes so like I am trained in some way like know how to do things like if I had to teach a five-year-old ballet class I could tell you all the positions and I could do them but I just feel like it's not it doesn't come as easily or as fluid to me so I, I am just less confident. And I remember Hannah Fox um, would tell me all the time, she'd be like, Sam, you need to stop saying that you're not a dancer. Like, stop saying, I'm not a dancer, I'm not a dancer. Like, stop qualifying it and stop putting a label on it. Just 
don't say anything just like do live it's like just you right. know you don't have to constantly say like i'm not a dancer i'm not a dancer and like but i'm not a dancer <laughs> like, you know I'm, I'm not um so you know it's just a, a level of confidence too um and you can you know what fake it till you make it right you know what sam from this day forward we are dancers we're dancers we are dancers all right (laughs) exactly whatever are we human or are we dancers both both we're dancers and humans (laughs) you heard it here first folks (laughs) stop the presses new title we are dancers um yeah, I do wish, like, sometimes when I think back at college, I was like, I wish I had taken more dance classes. I only took, like, a handful. Um, yeah. But I wish I had, like, stuck with that. Because I feel like it's important as an actor to understand body, yeah. even just body movement and body shapes. So I wish I had done more. But what? I'm laughing because of contact improv that I thought oh, we were required okay. to take. And I took it anyway. Did not, I did not take that. Yeah, because we weren't required to. But I thought we were. So I took it. I don't want to improvise any contact with anyone. If I'm going to contact someone, I want to know who it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not improvising it. Nope. Nope. But I enjoy the stories that you have from it. Yeah, I'm sure you creative do. Process, creative process gave me enough con- like contact improv with enough people. Yeah, yeah. As a freshman, I was like, I, can't, I, don't, I don't need to do this. There was a lot of that in, in that class, too. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I already saw enough of those people. People that I took the once you hit like sophomore year, especially junior year, you were in the class with the same ten people that you've been in class with forever. And I was like, I already see you enough. We don't need to move our bodies in the same space like this. No. Nope. I'm gonna take a costume class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I didn't take costume design. Oh well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see what else there is to talk about on here. There's a lot in here again. A lot. We actually just went off on tangents, so it's we not did. even. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I do want to. I do want to definitely talk about the Mandalorian and and his dark materials because they were so good. They were just so good. His Dark Materials is a better show. Hot take. Oh, hands down. Hands down. No, that's not even a hot take. It's It just is. So I like The Mandalorian. But it's not if I sit down it's funny, I was listening to another podcast that I listened to and they they're like a a pop culture I'm sorry, do you know that you always say that? What? I was listening to another podcast that I listened to. <laughs> Every time you say you listen to a podcast, so there's this podcast I listen to. Podcast I was listening to it the other day. Well, you know, now we have a video portion. I don't watch this podcast. I solely listen to it. Yes. Okay. Anyway, okay. I was listening to this podcast that I like. Is that better? Yes. Okay. I was listening to this podcast the other day. Did I tell you I was listening to this podcast the other day? And they were talking about The Mandalorian. And they brought up a good point. And there's one guy on it who I kind of agree with more often than the other guy. Because he's kind of like his mindset is like everything is fine. Like most things are fine, right? It like takes a lot for things to be stellar. And that's kind of like where I think The Mandalorian is great. Like I've said many times, 
when it comes to nerddom, I'm going to take it all at this point. It might not be stellar, but pun intended because it's Star Wars. It might not be stellar, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it, it, everything is fine. And he brought up a good point. He was like, I think we're, pick, we're picking apart every episode because we're getting only one episode at a time. Yeah. So it's easier to pick it apart. And especially when it's like a 30-minute episode, it's like those 30 minutes, he said this, there's like those 30 minutes have to be amazing. Yeah. Because otherwise, even if there's like two or three minutes that are not, it's going to mm-hmm. ruin the whole episode. And I actually agree with him. I thought, literally, I don't remember what happened. Was this when the other, no, this wasn't when the other Mandalorians were there. This was, what even happened? I can't even remember what happened. Um, what's her face comes back? The, the like. Oh, yes. Ass. Okay. Yes. I don't so remember. This, but, like, this story, this is the first time this season, I feel like, where we're actually getting something that's going to push the plot along. Because now we're getting back into the, without trying to get spoilers into it, but, like, now the Empire is back into it. Or, yes, like, the former yes. Empire. Right. So, like, now we're moving things along. But the whole thing with the frog thing, that whole episode, the two-episode arc, I was, like, after it was done, I was, like, there was no point to this other than getting him to a planet where the other Mandalorians came. And I right. was like, but we could have done that without the frog. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. one thing that I um, wanted to talk to you about was that I, you know how like after you're watching it, the episode ends and then it immediately suggests for you to watch the making of season one? Yes. So Nick and I watched the first episode of the making of because we just felt like it. And we also really like um, Taika. Taika Waititi? YTD. I can never say remember like how to say it the right way. Um, so just make you do it, and then <laughs> you don't have to worry about messing it up. Um, so, and Bryce Dallas Howard was one of the directors, and all of the directors are fabulous. Like that's oh, really yeah. cool. But they all sat down with um, is it what's his freaking face? John Favreau. John Favreau, and he was talking about how he selected all of them and. Um, how I guess I didn't realize that and and from a directing standpoint that all of them went to set every day so if it was a different director's episode Um, the rest of them were like there in like you know sitting hanging out so they could bounce ideas off of that way even though different directors directed different episodes they could all make it like one cohesive story and one of our friends is watching the Mandalorian as one binge like they're waiting until it's all over and then like they're going to binge it so that it's one complete thing and I almost wish that I that, wish I had done that I wish that's how it was released yeah. um because I do think that it's very disjointed and like it's because the story and the characters and the history of it and like the fandom I think it just deserves it's such an epic thing. And j- like mm-hmm. every time a movie is released, every time, like it's just, the whole thing is such an epic thing. So to release it in snippets, it's almost like you're, you're not, you're doing it a disservice almost. I don't right. know. It'd be different if it was the same story. Like if it was just a different take of the other movies that we have and it's like, okay, we already know what's happening. But now exactly. because this is a period in the history where we don't know, it's mm-hmm. like you have this great opportunity to make this super strong. And don't get me wrong, like the, the, the graphics are amazing. Yeah. Like, 
the the character like the character building is kind of there like to have all these different races come in all these different species come in that's great but it's it's kind of like yeah i wish if it all been released at once yeah i think it'd be so much better because you could we would just be binging it so there would be no time for me to be like ooh, this was kind of weak or like oh i don't know how this is going to be how this Mm -hmm. is going to connect or like forget like i literally just forgot and i just watched it on sunday i forgot what had happened I know exactly, and that's how I feel too. Like literally, when you said what happened, I was like, "Uh," mm-hmm. I had to like really, really remember. And part of that's because I'm literally watching everything, right. <laughs> like just you know, because there's nothing else to do. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that that's one of the reasons why I'm like, eh. it's good yeah. though. It, it is good. That's why it's I'm like, good. it's not not good, but I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah. but now I'm like teetering on. It was like, okay, do I think it's good just because a I'm not watching it on my computer anymore? So like I'm watching it on a nice TV that has like high definition. So like the graphics are way crazy. Am I now? Am I teetering because I'm like, oh, it's good just because like there's some action and like it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everything with Baby Yoda, I love. I will always love, even though like I really don't know his full like why he's there to begin yeah. with. Like I'm excited to see that, but like. This episode, like, he was really cute. Like, the things he was doing was super cute. So, like, whatever. Like, him in the school with the kids and wanting to eat the macaroons. Like, that's cute. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll like that stuff. But I agree with you. His Dark Materials, though, that show, like, I can't... Like, I can't say good enough things about it. Um, And I'm a huge fan of the books. So, like, I'm super protective of that story. And I, I love it. It's, it's amazing. It's such a good show. And in fact, my sister and Ryan just started watching it. And, you know, Amanda's very impatient when it comes to, like, story arcs. Like, she wants mm-hmm. to know immediately. And if she knows that you've watched it, then she'll ask you questions. Like, she already, she was like, so what's the deal with her mom? Is her mom, like, is she a witch? Is she not a witch? Do we know? Like, because she can kind of, like, walk away from her monkey. And I was like, I'm not telling you anything. Don't. Right. Just watch. Just watch and right. enjoy so, um, so yeah, I, I just love the show. I, I think it's, I, I never want it to be over. Um, I know. I just want it to keep going. Like, I wish it was on again tonight so I could watch it again. Um, I know. It's just really good. I do, I do hope as a series, though, I hope they stick with what they're doing. Like, the first series was The Golden Compass or Northern Lights, wherever you have your book. If you're in the UK, it's Northern Lights. Um, it's eight episodes. I hope they stick with that. Like, I hope this season is just The Subtle Knife and then they do The Amber Spyglass. Because mm-hmm. I think it's so good that I don't want them to... And it's it's just drawn out enough and, and that they can build the complexities and like really yeah. take time with the storyline. Um, even, like, ten episodes I would go for, but, like, nothing more. I think that's what they plan on doing. I mean, that's what yeah. the show creators said that they were hoping to do. So I hope right. that they stay true to that. Um, right. But yeah, I just love, I love the actors too. Like I, mm-hmm. I have to say like, they're just a fantastic cast. I mean, they're really fun to watch. And um, it's just, I, I loved last episode. I agree with you about um, the character of Mary. I think that mm-hmm. she's and I, I'm excited. I haven't read the books. So for me, I'm like discovering all this like for the first time because um, I've only read The Golden Compass. But mm. but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited because this season, especially this book, I feel like with Daphne Keene, right, who plays Lyra, um, mm-hmm. the first season, like, granted, like, she drives a lot of that, but, like, there's a lot of other, the adult actors and characters doing a lot of the stuff around her. So, like, this time, like, this season especially, like, she has to drive a lot of the stuff because um, it's, it's, she's growing up and there's more about her. So I feel like, like, especially the last episode, like, her everything she was doing was so so good i loved it um but yeah i mean i if you unless you don't want spoilers and you want to watch the show like do that but like i think you should read the books they're so good and then like i I plan on it i plan on it um i just again forget i forget i have no excuse to not read like that's the thing like there's no excuse it's just the day gets away from you when you're like building couches and stuff and you <laughs> sure obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i should i picked up my um my ipad the other day and i like i have my the kindle app on it and i have so you can like use your ipad as as a kindle right same thing kindle no big cool. deal well the kindle's cool because you can have like the anti-glare if you're sitting outside and stuff like the ipad i have a kindle but i don't sit outside because of bugs so it's fine. <laughs> I got a Kindle actually for the reason that my iPad died. And mm-hmm. I didn't, when I was reading, I was like, I don't, at the time I was like, I don't want the ability to, I didn't want a tablet because I just wanted right. like a reading device. So that's why I got a Kindle. Um, Cause I was like, yeah. I have my phone if I want like a tablet, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. To, each their own. to each their own. Yep. Um, Grapefruits. I know Matt is not watching this, but if you are watching this, just please hear me when I say that the undoing is the most fabulous freaking thing ever. It's really good. And you should watch it, Matt. Um, I know, I know. It's only six episodes. It's only six episodes. They just released episode five. We just watched it the other day. It's basically Nicole Kidman and you, Grant, and they're kid goes to this elite private school in the city and there is a murder <gasps> and they are trying to solve the murder um not wait them. you grant and oh they're not trying to solve the murder dang it i want to see that show they're kind of like tangled up in like the web of things yeah. and that's all i'll say but it's really really good um it's just it's really good that's it that's all I have to say about it. I'm not going to spoil right. anything for you. I'm going to add it to the list. Give me one second. You should, because you'll really like it, especially because you like crime thrillers and things like that. I was worried it was going to be a little too scary for me, but it was not scary. Okay. So. It's been not. added. The Undoing. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. We also watched a movie called uh, The Possessor. Which was interesting, um, basically about this assassin who gets hired to do these hit jobs, and cool. she has to she gets put into it like this mask, and then her consciousness goes into somebody else, and that, and so that's how she's like using their body as the assassin. Okay. Anyway, it was it was not. I didn't like it. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay, don't. I'm not gonna add that to this. Nick said it was one of the best, uh, like psychological sci-fi thrillers he's seen in a long time. Okay. 
it was fine. fine. Yeah, but like, who is Nick to say that? You know. I mean, who does he, he think he is? I don't know who he thinks he is. He like thinks that he's a globe and the world revolves around him. And I'm like, hello, that's a dictionary. Yeah, exactly. Jackie, do you remember that Jackie video? Yes. <laughs> Jackie, that's my ex best friend Jackie calling me for the umpteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, Nick actually he's he's good on on all of those genres and knows a lot about horror and sci-fi and right. um thrillers and he likes a wide variety of movies um and appreciates film and actors and directing styles and things like that which is great because if mm. he did I'd be like, "Oh my god, I have to explain this stuff to you." Um <laughs> This is a camera. This is a camera. Did you see what they did with that camera angle there? Um yeah, the best is when he's like, oh, did you see how they did that shot like that? And I was like, yeah, I know exactly how they, how they did that. They did that like yeah. this. I know things. Stop uh, mansplaining it to me, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Your husband is not a mansplainer. No, no, he's not. He's, he's just, I don't know what he is. Anyway, I digress. I texted Matt this week and said yes. that I didn't okay so I was in the car driving and I was using Siri and Siri's a bitch and she messes everything up so <laughs> what I was trying to say well what she said to Matt was that I should that I didn't want to forget what I wanted to write driving so that she should he should write down what Siri is saying into the script so that we could say it on on the podcast Right. And the thing that she said for him to write down was celebrity Santa accounts. What I was trying. Is that not? Is no. that not what? Oh my gosh. No. Celebrity fan Instagram accounts. <laughs> nope. It definitely said Santa and it definitely said celebrity. Don't know. So I just don't understand why there are fake Instagram accounts that are fans of celebrities and they make the name the celebrity's name oh yeah it was like and this then, is the real bella swan like the whatever like but like this is your kristen stewart but then like you click on the page and then it says like one of the ones was like tan france you know like like tan france mm. instagram uh, right. fan or whatever right. and then and then it's like all the pictures of Tan France that Tan France himself just posted. So right. they're just reposting the stuff and saying that they like it. And then posting pictures of themselves like like it's just their regular personal page, too. Right. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. But what are we doing with the piece of grapefruit one? Like, What celebrity are we going to do that with? I don't know. Let's pick one. <laughs> Stubby Pringles. Stephanie Pringles, let's go. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, that's that makes more sense because I was like, are you just looking at Instagram accounts of c- celebrities dressed as Santa? Because nope. I was like, I'm here for it, but now, now I'm going to <laughs> start with Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey Santa. I'm sure that mm-hmm. is the one. I'm sure somebody has an account that is that. Yep. yep. Um Speaking of Santa, I don't know what, what reminded me of this, but like holiday movies. So like I, when I turn on Netflix, they always have like some show or a new show, right? That's like the first trailer that pops up. And the one that popped up was Switched 2. Do you see okay, this? No. It's okay. No. no. 
it's this movie with Vanessa Hudgens, which I didn't even know there was a first one. This is the, it's like the princess switch where like she plays a princess, but also an American, like an English oh, princess. Like an prince American. Of the popper kind of thing. Exactly. And she switches. So there's the second one. And I watched, the, I don't know why I did, but I watched the entire trailer for the second one. So I didn't even know there was a first one. I watched the second one. And part of me was like, I kind of want to just watch the second one and go for it. <laughs> and see what happens. Do it. I was like, yeah. I'm pretty smart. I think I could figure out what happened in the first one to get you to should, the second. Yeah, you should just do it. I think you should. You should. What were you going to say, talk about? Sorry, I'm yawning on the podcast. Oh my God, am I boring you? I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, no, I wanted to, um, I think it's just lack of oxygen. Just like need to like, mm-hmm. you know, breathe a little bit more. Um, <laughs> that's what they say, yawning. And that's why you Thank yawn. You. Yes. Lack of oxygen. Um, I used that on a teacher once and she was not impressed. Not impressed. I'm sure. I'm sure. I was like, it's science. It's it's science. And it's also science that if you yawn, then I yawn, and then it just gets passed exactly. back and forth a million times. Um, I was excited because I thought you were going to mention Jingle Jangle. No, what is that? It's on Netflix and it's always advertised and it's a new movie musical. And I've been seeing a lot of good posts about it, and I forgot to mention it to you. Like, we should definitely watch it. Let's, I'm adding it to the list. Let's watch. Um, one of my... Yeah, we have a long list. we got to figure out some time. We need to watch these things. Yeah. 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 Next Thursday. Thursdays are usually good um, to watch well, not things. not this Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. Like, it's Thanksgiving. I know. But, you know. I mean, it can. I'll be home, so. Yeah. We'll see. My mom, um, so we need to get into Thanksgiving, but I was gonna say quick, there's the segue. Real quick. Um, we don't need to talk about the grind the gears things unless you want to. No, no. That's fine. I agree with with your grinds the gears. Let's just tell the grapefruits real fast. So Matt's grind the gears. Go ahead. Okay. So it's just it happened today. I replaced the toilet paper and I was using Scott, which yes. is the brand that you like. Yes, it and is. And I have to say, my one gripe with Scott is that this and paper towels is like there's some that the way that it is glued, right, and packaged mm-hmm. is like you have to like unravel it a bunch to actually get it or tear it to get it to its normal proper working order. And I'm yes. like, this is such. I mean, usually I save it to the side, the paper, whatever paper I have to rip off and just use it. But I'm like, this mm-hmm. is such a waste. I feel like other rolls, it's not the case with. Like, why am I using a whole paper towel just to unleash the beast? Yes. Anyway. I agree. It annoys me, too. And it annoys me even more when it happens and you, yeah, you just keep using it and using it. And then you turn around and you're like, hey, I just put a roll there. How did Mm -hmm. it disappear already? Mm -hmm. Where did it go? Oh, yeah. Well, it's bad because, like, I'm one person. Like, oh, it's because I work from home now. And so all of this toilet paper I'm using used to be my work's toilet paper because I was doing all my peeing over there. You know, yep. whatever. Spoiler alert. You know that happens. We're humans. Yeah, um, it happens. So I was like, oh, man, toilet paper. So I'm good. I mean, I have a supply, but still, it goes fast because I drink a lot of water during the day. Which is great. I don't. Yeah. I it's only drink once a week. Like You drink water once a week? I just drink when we, when we podcast. That's it. <laughs> and this isn't even water it's vodka no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> imagine this is stoli I, I don't even like vodka it's gross 
Sorry. Hot take. Hate vodka. <laughs> Disgusting. It's not um, my favorite clear liquor. Yeah, no, no. My grind, my gears this week was that I flip and hate when people say on accident. I, it just drives me nuts. It just drives me nuts. Wait, wait, give an example. What do you mean? Like I did this on accident? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Why does that grind you? I have a, I have a, I have a yellow velvet couch in my front porch on accident. Didn't you tell me that today? Yeah, but it's by accident, not on accident. Oh, okay. I I didn't understand. It's the preposition. I didn't yeah. understand. Like, it was like, are you just like upset when people do things accidentally? I was like, accidents happen. That's the, hence the phrase. No, I don't like it when people say, I did this on accident. accident. Okay, by accident. By, by accident. accident. Okay. Or yeah. it's Pro- accident that this happened. Proper prepositions, folks. Come on. Don't. Don't regress. No. In, in the with the grammar. Don't do it. Okay. Don't. It's lose, not lose. Yeah. It's by accident, not on accident. Okay, that makes sense now. I didn't know where you were going with that. To be honest, I was like, I don't. Are you just mad at people that make have accidents? Because that's you have a tough life. <laughs> like I'm Sam. I'm perfect. Nothing is accident. Oh uh, no! Lots of accidents. <laughs> Lots, lots of them. <laughs> My life is a, lots of a series of unfortunate events. It's it's a comedy of errors. Yes, yes. My my accidents are always like, hey, I broke my nose by walking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey. Or hey, I locked myself outside of my own apartment trying yep. to go do laundry. Mm-hmm. Great, cool. Yep. I also locked Lucy inside the house once. She's totally fine because. It's oh. a whole house for a little right. chihuahua. Like, she's fine. Right. And I cried outside because I couldn't get to her and I couldn't see her. And she wasn't answering me when I called Oh, because she was like, finally. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. She was laying on her back somewhere in the sun. She was like, thank God. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. It is... Thanksgiving is nigh. It is upon us. It is upon us. And I would like to say that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because my birthday is always around. And we celebrate my sister's birthday and Nick's birthday, even though theirs was like a long time ago. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll add your name into it. Last week? Yeah, that's fine. Um, (laughs) My dad's birthday is on Wednesday. Mine is on Black Friday, which I really like the stores that... Um, say Bright Friday instead of Black Friday because it's nice, yeah. especially when your birthday falls on it. Um, yep. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Thanksgiving's this week. Have fun. Bye. Have, my cousin's birthday is also on the 28th. And what? so. Oh, that's a November birthday. birthdays. Yeah. 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 Um, well, what do you do? What do you do? I know you don't eat meat and stuff, but what do you do with. Did your family have like a thing with the wishbone? I don't, I think so. I think like when I was younger, I vaguely remember like the wishbone being a thing with me and my cousins or my, me and my brothers, but like probably not now as we, as we get older, um, as we've gotten older, I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, I think we did the standard thing where you rip it and then like whoever gets the bigger half gets the wish or whatever. So yeah. How about you? Same Same thing. thing. Same thing. But you know, have four grandkids on 
my mom's side. So like me, my sister, my cousin, and my other cousin. And so we would rotate every year, like who would get to do it. So it'd be like my cousin Daniela and I, and then the next year it'd be like Julia and Amanda. And then like Julia, Daniela, Amanda, and me, like we'd like just move it around all the time. Right. Um, but you have to let the wishbone dry out long enough. Otherwise it's slippery. Yes. Yep. And uh, you got to make sure that like both people have their thumbs at the top or, mm-hmm. or sometimes like. So just the index finger. Just, yeah. So that's yeah. what I was going to ask you. Like, do you do the thumbs or do you do just the. I think it's thumbs. I think it's thumbs. thumbs. Last time I did it, I think I remember a thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I, we always used to do thumbs, but I think it's because if you let two little kids just pull, like it's right, right, a little less stable, sturdy. I know. What am I going to do this year? Because I don't have, I have a vegan roast. Maybe I just got to get a bone somewhere. Maybe I just got to break a bone of myself. Don't do that. I'll just break my own arm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Especially when you're <laughs> celebrating the holiday by yourself, you probably shouldn't break your own arm. Don't do that. that makes, okay. I won't. Shunt. Do I shan't do that. Um, well, I don't know what you're making because you won't tell me and you're just telling the grapefruits at the beginning of this episode, but, um, are there there foods that you hate aside from like the, you know, cause you're vegan? Yeah. Um, were there foods that you hated eating? No, no. I usually ate like everything. Like I loved everything. Like, and I was never... I don't, I'm probably at some point was like this, but like, I was also from as far as I can remember, I was never that kid that like, no matter when, like food couldn't touch, like I didn't care if food touched each other. So like, yeah. especially with Thanksgiving, it's like, everything is a free for all. Yeah. Everything had gravy on it. Like everything was just everywhere. Ever. And so like, everywhere, just everywhere. <laughs> um, it just exactly. Well now it's like in my beard. So, you know, I just like, keep it there but um no I can't I can't remember like I think yeah I think like for a long time until like I was a little bit older like Brussels sprouts like now I love Brussels sprouts but like I'm sure like Brussels sprouts weren't a thing um I'm trying to think but like also coming from an Italian family we also didn't have a a typical Thanksgiving because like we had pasta and then you know and I know a lot of people you know some friends have come to my Thanksgivings before and they're like why are you eating pasta like why is there a lasagna I was like what do you mean? You don't have lasagna on Thanksgiving? What are you? What are you doing? So like, we also had a lot of foods that weren't typical. Like we yeah. had the very stereotypical Thanksgiving foods, but mm-hmm. we also had other things that weren't there. But like, no, because I don't, I don't think Thanksgiving wise, I don't think there was ever a food that I didn't like. Yeah. So, yeah. How about yeah. you? I hate stuffing. I hate it. What? Um, I don't like it. I never liked it. Um, you don't get that. That's my favorite. Well, of course. It's bread. It's just a bread. You just get to eat bread with Nick amazing has, seasoning. Nick has this gripe with me because he's like, you, you don't make any sense because you like every single ingredient in it separated, but yeah. you don't like them all put together. And I'd say the same thing about coleslaw. I hate coleslaw, but, but I you love, love cabbage. <laughs> love cabbage. <laughs> love it. Um, I've been on a huge cabbage bender lately. Grapefruits. I don't um, know why. Because it's good. Um, Because I don't have to have a reason. I don't have to explain myself to you or anyone else, Matt. No, listen, you don't have to explain your cabbage addiction to anyone. (laughs) I'm going to have an intervention, though, if it gets any worse. But this is an intervention. Yeah, I took a night off. You're eating too much cabbage. Yeah, yeah. I took a night off. Um, 
anyway, I digress. I hate stuffing. And then I saw on Facebook, somebody was posting about like, oh, what are people's favorite things that they eat for Thanksgiving? And somebody wrote, I love the dressing. And I was like, what the hell is dressing? Like, like, like salad dressing? Like, I don't understand. And apparently there is a distinction between stuffing and dressing. And dressing is the stuff made outside of the bird. And stuffing is the stuff oh. of the bird. Some people use it interchangeably. And apparently down south, they call it dressing. Like, okay. that's just what it is. Can I just say one thing? And this is when I was still eating meat. I never understood why we shoved a bunch of crap up a dead animal's butt. That makes zero sense to me. And like, yeah. I can get on my, I can get on my my apple crate and like talk about like turkeys and all that stuff. I'm not gonna do that because yeah. whatever. Live your best life. Eat what you want. But I never understood that because like, why? Why? Like. Show, yeah, sure. Put a bunch of stuff in there if you want to like flavor the turkey with it or whatever. Like, put it, shove a freaking onion up there. I don't care. But, like, <laughs> I never understood why. I just don't get it. But I can see that. I can see why people would do it. I like my stuffing with celery, usually, like that's it. But like, even like apples cut up in there, it's so my mom makes it. good. My mom makes it like that. She does like cranberries, apples, like celery, um, different things i still hate it i haven't made i haven't decided to make stuffing but maybe i will make it this year i just was like if i'm being by myself i was like i know i can have it for multiple days but i was like do i need to eat like a giant pan of stuffing by myself yes okay (laughs) if you like it i don't right true fine my mom makes uh scallop potatoes and they're my favorite thing on Thanksgiving. Um, she also makes corn pudding, which is really, really good. Um, and the turkey, of course. Um, but I have now every year been charged with making all of the orange foods. So I make the pumpkin pie and the sweet potatoes and things like that. The marshmallow. Oh, coordination. Like mm-hmm. that. My mom makes like a really good, um, like sweet potato um casserole kind of thing similar to that which i really like um but she does hers with um it's got like walnuts on the top which i like but um i will say so my mom last year bless her she was doing her best so i was down for thanksgiving in new york and she was she made stuffing that was just mine and she was so proud right because she got vegan butter she did all the put all the stops mm-hmm. she's making she's making it i'm in the kitchen with her as she's like cooking the day of and she's talking to me, she's talking to me. And literally she's making the stuffing for me and without even thinking, I watch her and she just pours chicken stock all over it. I was like, Ma, you know I can't eat that now. She goes, why? It's like, you just doused it in chicken stock. But I'm sure it tasted great. I'm sure it was great stuffing, but I was like, oh well, <laughs> can't, can't. I think she ended up making me stuffing. Like she had extra ingredients, but it was just really funny. I was like, oh, so close, so close. So close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good. No. Yeah. But also, bless her for, mm-hmm. for doing it. She was trying. She was trying. It's tough. Well, similarly, I was at my parents' house this weekend, and my dad and I, <laughs> my dad got meatballs from this restaurant that he's been wanting to try, but it's been closed because of COVID, and they just reopened. And he's like, I want to try their meatballs. I want to try their meatballs. I happen to be over there. And he's like, Samantha, try these meatballs. And I'm like, all right, fine. So 
he's like, Lisa, to my mom. He's like, where's where's the parm? I can't find it in the fridge. So he takes the parm out from wherever. And he, like, brings me another fork. And he's like, here, it's a separate fork. So you're not, like, sharing forks with me, whatever. Because um, of COVID, you never know. And so you... So I'm, I'm eating it, whatever. I walk into the kitchen and I look at the freaking cheese on the counter that he's grated onto the meatball that I just ate. And it was freaking vegan cheese. How oh. dare he? How dare he? Well, he's against it too. Like, because with Parmesan, no, because if you're going to eat a, a nice piece of Parmigiano Reggiano cheese. If you, if you aren't vegan, I get it. Totally. Yes. I respect the vegan thing. That's I, fine. Yeah. I respect it. No, I'm it. saying that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying if you're not a vegan and you want Parmesan, you want the real thing. I get that. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. So anyway, I told him that he had just put vegan cheese on his meatball and ate it. And he was, we both looked at each other and we're like, oh my God. First off, I am an ingredient freak. I always want to know what's in my food. I'm like, I don't know what, why I became that way, but I just have been the last couple of years. So I like immediately ran over and like looked and this particular brand of vegan cheese, you can tell the grapefruits what it is. Cause I don't even remember veal life or something. Veal life. Yes. Which I actually, I like, they're pretty it good. Was good. Yeah. So I'm here to say that that brand, now I didn't take like a chunk of it and eat it. It was only like sprinkled on something. So Maybe if you just eat a chunk of it, maybe you do notice like that aftertaste. Cause that's my issue with vegan cheeses is that yeah. I notice an aftertaste and maybe you yeah. get used to that, but like, I love cheese too much. So for me, they, their company has the best that I found has the best hard cheese. Like okay. sliced cheese is pretty easy, right? Because it's like a thin slice. It's whatever, but like the best, like hard cheese or like, you know. They, yeah. they have the best one. So I know exactly when you said Parmesan and you said it was vegan, I was like, I bet I know which one it is. Yeah. Yeah, because my mom keeps it at the house in case Amanda comes over and, like, wants something with Parm right. on it. Um, right. So, yeah, it was pretty good. It's made with potato starch, though. It's not made with any of those, like, weird gums and stuff. I know. I try to avoid that stuff. It's it's in it's in everything, every vegan substitute because it's just yeah. easy to use. But, yeah, yeah that one's good because it is generally – comes from plants it's actually yeah. fully plant-based which is and good. i also don't really enjoy like the nut flavored ones because i don't like the aftertaste and mm -hmm. i feel like then i i feel like i have like a cashew taste in my mouth all day or like mm -hmm. and if you're vegan and that's what you're eating primarily then like you're used to it i feel you're used like to it. yeah exactly but i'm sure you, you could say like when you first started being vegan like the switch is you know it's jarring mm -hmm. probably absolutely absolutely um, I do want to do a quick plug and I put it in the script because maybe you can link to it in our Instagram post this week or our social post this week. Yeah. But um, I love Bad Manners. They were formerly called Thug Kitchen. They changed their name. They yeah. are these vegan cooks. Amazing. Like I have their cookbooks. I love them. Um, but they, they have this whole page and they call it uh, Beastless Feast. So if you are a vegan vegetarian or even if you're vegetarian friendly or even if you are a meat eater there's great side dishes there's great yeah. things to make on there so maybe we could post about it because they have awesome recipes definitely um, really really great stuff and they have everything so like appetizers desserts sides main entrees really cool stuff on there so yeah um, 
I will definitely post a link to that. Um, I like looking at vegan recipes too, just because not that I'm vegan, but my sister is, and you know, a lot of my friends are. And um, so it's just, you know, interesting so that you can have something for everyone. I'm not opposed to trying vegan recipes. I just, you know, I, I like to pick and choose what ingredients I want in my food. So, you know, exactly. Like, Like I'll be making a, um, because my mom said no pie this year because we already have too many desserts and there's only seven of us this year. So she was like, don't make a pumpkin pie because it's just too many pies. But I already bought the pumpkin puree and what else am I going to do with it? So I'm going to make um, like pumpkin bread loaves and Ooh, yeah. I'm going to make like a little mini one for Amanda so that she can have one nice. too. And it's really not that big of a difference to take out. You're just taking the butter out. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nice. Or yeah. you could substitute it. Yeah. With vegan butter if you want it. But yeah. um, cool. That's awesome. Do use olive oil instead and it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, can I tell a quick story about pumpkin puree? Yes. And then I think yeah. we should we should talk about what we're thankful for this okay. year. Um, but uh, so a couple years ago, I was on this super, it was before I was vegan. So it was at least four years ago mm-hmm. or three years ago, whatever. Um, and I loved I used to love pumpkin spice lattes and I went a little crazy one September and I was like, I'm going to, cause I worked near a Starbucks and I was like, I probably had a, a PSL every day, mm-hmm. every day, which like was not great for my insides. And it's probably one of the reasons why I was like, I need to stop having dairy for a while. Yeah. Um, so I went to this cool, like indie cafe in this town near me. And they had their own version of the PSL. And I was like, I'm going to get it. And my sister-in-law was with me. And to this day, we still crack up about it because the guy literally took a cup of coffee. And I saw him do this. Took like a can of pumpkin puree and just poured it into the coffee. No. Literally, it was like I was just drinking. And it had like like a small note of just like it just tasted like earth. That's what it tasted like. And it was so gross. And like after that, I was like, no more PSLs. No. We're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's oh, not so okay. bad. It's not okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, before we say what we're thankful for, I do want to yes. say my dad's really excited this year because we w- my parents went to a different grocery store this year. They've been trying to shop more local with their mm-hmm. grocery store. Um, because of mostly because of COVID, they're going to the smaller grocery store. Um, yep out like a town over from them um it's like a mom and pop kind of grocery store but apparently they get their turkeys from this special farm and in pennsylvania and uh my mom usually gets like a fresh frozen turkey so like it's Mm -hmm. it's a fresh turkey but like it's just frozen until you use it for thanksgiving it's not like a butterball where it right anyway um not judging anyone if you buy a butterball turkey like it's fine um not yeah i am judging you not okay i'm not <laughs> judging you um and so it's it's this place called i don't know how to pronounce it but it's j a i n d l and my dad looked it up because he'd never heard of the brand or the farm or whatever before and my mom wanted to know like why the turkey was so expensive because like it was a really expensive turkey this year. And she's like, oh, maybe there's a turkey shortage. Like maybe there's, I don't know, you never know. Um, she bought a 22 pound turkey this year. Usually she buys like a 
22 to 25 pound turkey because we have you know like 12 people coming we only have seven people coming this year and so i'm like why why did you still buy such a big turkey and she's like well leftovers (laughs) wear sweatpants wear stretch clothes i will um i think between that and the crab you guys are set for like months yeah no we're not eating the crab i don't want that um but anyway we looked it up and this this farm since the kennedy administration it's been the farm that supplies the turkeys to the white house oh okay so it's interesting that's cool yeah i mean it's you know i know it's not great that they're killing turkeys and that we're eating them but i won't get on my apple crate don't tell me don't we're not going to talk about it but if you If you go to their website, though, I mean, like, they are ethically, like, they, like, have pictures of them, like, you know, they're hugging them and stuff, you know. It's great. They're not, it's not factory farming, at least. That's good, right? Yes, yes. It is very good that it's not factory farming. I will, I I will concede to that. Yes. (laughs) Making lemonade out of lemons and using stevia. Turkey (laughs) stuffing out of a turkey's butt. I will not be eating the stuffing. I don't like it. But that's... that's you cool. put a boot in the oven, but it won't bake the muffins, you know? Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, should we say what we're thankful for this year? Sure. Should I start? Nothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I am thankful for zero. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to start? Um, starting? I can start. Um, I would say more so than ever, right? Especially with the pandemic, everything that's going on, you know, you know, everything that's been going on in my life over this last year anyway. So, uh, I feel like I am super thankful for the people in my life, my friends, my family that, you know, help keep me sane. They make me laugh. They make me think they make me love they make me see the world in a new perspective they make me thankful for each day i get up and i'm healthy and i get to look at the ocean every day and i get to have these wonderful people in my life and that's what i'm really thankful for this year yeah and thankful for this obviously that bucketed into like friends obviously but like thankful for this to have this as an outlet this has been super super nice to have each week Mm -hmm. so in a world of unknowns, it's been nice to have this as a known. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and also, like, consistency. And I think that it's, for me, too, um, I'm thankful for all of you grapefruits and for this podcast. Um, it has been really fun to do this. But it has been a tough year f- for personal reasons. You obviously also know what's been going on in my life um, in 2020. And just like you know it's not the greatest sometimes and when you have personal stuff um you can you can only um you can only thank so many people so many times and like I you can shut yourself away and you can try to think of how to phrase it without like getting too much into it but like you could you can decide, you have two choices, like, when something goes not your way, you know, like, you can decide to close yourself off, or you can decide to, like, open up to your closest friends and be like, hey, let me talk, let me vent, and, like, to be able to vent to people and have them be like, hey, 
life's and that's how you like it's gonna get better life's gonna get you know like and have like that because sometimes you don't need that like on the flip side i'm also thankful for friends who are like that effing sucks and you're allowed to feel like that sucks and that's Mm -hmm. okay you know because life you know isn't isn't the greatest sometimes but it like i am an internal optimist and i'm always that person for other people Mm -hmm. so it's nice to know and I'm thankful for the fact that I have other people like me in my own mm-hmm. life <laughs> because mm-hmm. because it's hard to do it for yourself sometimes sure yeah it's hard to be optimistic when it's your own personal circumstance so yeah. um so yeah I agree with you 100% like I I love all of my my family my friends and I'm thankful for them I'm thankful for you um I'm happy that we like you know like not rekindled our friendship, but like that no, we into a schedule because Matt and I are the type of friends where we kind of just, we could not talk for like a couple of months and then you just kind of fall right back into where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm grateful for friends like that because I have a lot of them that are like that. But um, it's nice to have this podcast that forces us to like kind of talk mm-hmm. and like fall back into that. Um, and I'm thankful for Lucy and yeah, yeah. My little, my little booger. Um, and I'm thankful, yeah, to wake up every morning and just be healthy and for the most part happy. Um, you know, we, we bitch about things all the time as humans, but in the grand scheme of things, if you're still breathing, like, Hey, great. You know? Yeah. Doing pretty well. You're doing pretty great. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think, I, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Hopefully this is not an Oscar speech where (laughs) you have to worry about thanking anybody. Oh, they're playing my playoff music. I got to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving me the light. I got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and I'm also thankful that we didn't give away the bakery. We did not give away the bakery. <laughs> not only did we not give away the bakery, but we um, we did not watch any of the movies that we said we would watch this month. None. We're going to watch them next month. We, I was going to say, it's it's still just November. Like we, it's fine. <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. We have December. (laughs) I'm thankful we have December so we can watch those films. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we don't know. There might not be more movies that come out in January, so we'll just keep going. And what the heck is even going on in January anyway that's important? Nothing. So. Nothing. Who even cares? Who even knows? Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Anyway, we hope that you have a very healthy, safe, and wonderful Thanksgiving, um, filled with lots of good thoughts and good food, whether you're vegan or not vegan, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. you're eating. Just hope that you're sharing it with somebody that you love. And if you're eating alone because you're deciding to quarantine like Matt, um, just know that you know you can put this podcast on while you're eating mm-hmm. and <laughs> we're there with you. Yep. Um, yep. Or yeah. Instagram us. I'll hop on a FaceTime with you. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matt will will live Instagram his. <laughs> I will probably be in pajamas all day. It's fine. I will probably most likely finish the rest of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Happen before Thanksgiving. You never know. It probably will happen before Thanksgiving. <laughs> you never it's know. Bad. You just never know. But yeah. Anyway, we are so thankful for you, Grapefruits. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. Um, I forgot to say I'm thankful for my Stoggles. I'm so thankful. So thankful. Bless you, you Stoggles. Sponsorship. Um, 
so yeah, I just, you know, be safe, everyone. Hand sanitize, social distance, you know, all that, all that stuff. So that next that year, we can, yeah, so that next year we can all have Thanksgiving with our families again. It would be yeah. nice to see everyone. Um, so yeah, as Matt always says. Yeah, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. That's not it. Peace, love, grapefruit. That's, that's the one. Yep, yep. Got it. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Peace, Love, Grapefruit. If you liked what you heard on this week's episode, follow us on social media. You can head on over to Instagram at Peace, Love, Grapefruit Podcast, or find us on Facebook at Peace, Love, Grapefruit. You can also email us at peacelovegrapefruit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.